In life, we all know that some things can happen unexpectedly. Some may ultimately change your heart and shift your direction. This is a journey of love and how the Holy Spirit did exactly that. This story will walk through the 24 months of an incredible soul-felt journey with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. He will share in many events that could be considered spirit-led or miracles. This is Triune Loves Me with Lori Garner. Hi, and welcome back. This is Lori. I'm so happy that you could join me again today. It means a lot to me. So grab that favorite cup of coffee, your favorite chair, and let's share this time. The last episode allowed me to share many things that happened during this time. Many centered around music, photography, and friends and family, and I was beginning to find my balance here in Tennessee. Before I start unpacking some of the things that were going to transpire in the weeks ahead, let me remind you, from episode one, I told you that I had no religious background to speak of. I truly don't even remember praying very much in my lifetime. I was one of those people that would pray when a tragedy happened or if something significant happened in my life. But really and truly, I didn't pray very much. But things that I had become comfortable with were about to change. It was a typical May afternoon here in Tennessee. I had gone to my daughter's house to spend some time with her and the children. Now, it was about 6.30 in the afternoon and I was getting ready to leave. So I gave everyone a hug. I went outside and I got in my car. I started the car, turned on my music, and I was on my way. The neighborhood is very quaint and beautiful, and it has a lot of rolling hills that lead you to a stop sign to the main highway. I stopped at the stop sign, and then I proceeded to make a right-hand turn. As I made that turn, I could see the neighborhood off to my right, hidden in a nice valley with the rolling hills and the sun going down so beautifully behind it. And then to my left, there is a church that sits way up on a hill. I believe that church has been there since the 1800s. The road was a typical Tennessee road. It had rolling hills and it had these beautiful trees that outlined both sides of the road. And as my car went down into the valley, I was not prepared for what was about to happen. Suddenly, I felt this warmth. I saw this light. And I felt this love that I couldn't describe. I continued to drive until I felt I could stop safely. And I pulled my car over. And I said, oh my god. What was that? This was something that I had never experienced in my entire life. And I reached for my phone and I called my friend because we had experienced so many spiritual things between us. I explained what I had felt to her and she said, you don't understand. That's the love inside you coming out. And I said, I didn't think so. But if that was the case, you were the spark. We exchanged a few more words and then our conversation ended. And I just sat there for a while. And I thought, oh my God, what was that? Who was that? 
Wow. And then I started my car and headed home. When I arrived, I told my husband what had happened. But truly, I really didn't know how to explain it. We really didn't talk about it too much. But I had this restlessness in my soul. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't stop thinking about what had happened. Now, my husband was getting up for work at 5 o'clock in the morning, and he was heading out the door. We said our usual goodbyes, and I sat in our lazy boy chair. Now, let me let you know, at this juncture, I have never meditated a day in my life. I always thought meditation was somebody sitting like in a pretzel position with their legs crossed, with their hands in their lap, chanting some kind of chant that I didn't understand. When I sat in that chair, I laid back. I put music on in my earbuds, and there I stayed a complete day from 5.30 in the morning till night fell. The only thing that disturbed me was my husband calling me at 6 o'clock and asked me, what are you doing? And I said, I'm sitting here in the dark. And he goes, why are you sitting in the dark? And I said, I don't know. But I can tell you what happened that day. I talked to God the entire day, and I don't know why, I don't know what I said, I don't know how I did it, because my attention span's not that broad. I tried to pull myself together for when he got home, and we had dinner, and then that later that night he went to bed, and I found myself in the middle of my living room in the dark with my hands up, praising God, and I was hoping that he didn't see me because this was really unusual behavior for me. During this time, I had an unusual energy and I had a hard time sleeping. I was up all hours, I was not eating well, and this went on for a while. Now that next morning, I don't know why. Again, everything I did was listening to music. I opened my phone and I text everybody I knew that I loved them. And that is not me either. I'm not that open. When I had finished texting everyone, I went to take a shower and I put my phone down on the vanity and I got in the shower. And all of a sudden I was hearing my phone vibrating off the vanity and I pulled my shower curtain back and I looked at my phone and all the people that I had started texting that I loved them were sending me texts back that they loved me. And verbally out loud I go, wow, so this is how it works. You have to understand I was never that open. Well, I got dressed got out the door and I started to my daughter's house. I was driving on 840 and don't ask me why, but I rolled down my window, I put my hand out the window and I was praising God as I drove down the road. This is so not me. I got off my exit and that's the same road that I had the experience on. And as I traveled down that road and I got almost to the same exact spot, I spotted this white bird coming directly at me right in front of my car. It did not deviate to the right, it did not deviate to the left, it flew right over my head. I found that strange because I hadn't seen too many white birds in Tennessee. My love texts went on for days. Some people called me up and said, hey, we love you too because you do it on normal hours. <laughs> so I started having to look at the time before I did it. And for my family and friends who received my love text, thank you for indulging me. Now my energy remained really high and my music was constant and I started to meditate. 
I didn't even know how to meditate. I did that one day that was so long, but what was that? So I actually started researching how to meditate on, of course, Google, what else? And I found meditation was giving me a peace and was actually teaching me things. Now the synergy I had and the music always on had me dancing all the time. And I felt like I had this love inside of me that I couldn't contain. At this point, my family had been seeing me every day and what was happening, and they were becoming very concerned. And they suggested I go see a doctor. My daughter even suggested that possibly I need an MRI, that maybe something's going on in my head, maybe a tumor or something. But I knew that was not the case. There was something much bigger going on. At this point, I had continued to send love texts almost every day. I was on a love high still. I was dancing all the time. I was in a great mood most of the time, but I was also sharing on social media, which kind of put me out there really raw. And I really felt like people were thinking at this point that I was really strange or I was losing my mind. So I had a lot of ups and downs. I shed a lot of tears. I would cry to my husband and say, people are thinking I'm so weird right now. And I would sit in a chair and I'd cry, and he'd say, do you need anything? And I'd say, no, I'm okay, I just need to work through this. And he'd go, I'm just sitting over here on the couch, if you need me, call my name. So he was my rock during this time. But there were so many things happening. When he would go to sleep, I would be prowling at night all through the house, and I would find myself hiding in the spare bedroom, praising God with my hands in the air. This behavior to me was so strange because it was something I wasn't used to or did I ever do before. I got up that Sunday and I said, I'm going to church. And my husband says, what? I'm going to work. I said, well, I'm going by myself then. I got dressed and I drove over to a church in Spring Hill, Tennessee by the name of The Bridge. I was greeted by a lot of friendly faces because I was new. I got past them and went into the sanctuary and I made my way to the front row. I do not know why I was possessed to go to the front row because all my life I've always sat in the back or I've hidden in the corner. I've never been really out there like that. But I made my way over there. I sat in the front row. The music started. We stood. They started to sing. And I raised my hand and I said, I am here. Count me in. Now, one of the things that has changed since this happened is I now write. And I never used to write before. And this was written soon after that encounter. It's called Liquid Love. The day his love descended from heaven and touched my heart, he filled my soul with a love like no other. Love flowed freely as he wrapped me in his loving arms. It left me bewildered, confused, but forever changed. He has taken my hand and asked me to follow him. His love is gentle, kind, and beyond words. He has opened my heart, and I now see life with all the beauty he intended. With this love, life has taken on a new meaning, and it's nothing short of amazing. I love him with all that I am. I am forever his child, and I will continue to share his love with others as I press my heart as close as he will allow. There are no earthly possessions that are adequate to offer him in exchange for this amazing gift. All I can offer him is my heart and soul for eternity. 
This particular episode only unpacked about a week of this journey. So I hope you do come back next time. There's so much more to share. I want to thank you all for taking out the time out of your busy day to listen to my story. And for those of you who doubt me, I hope you hear the sincerity in my voice and do come back next time because there's a lot of things I still have to share. But now you know why I say I now live in love in the wow because that's where he keeps me. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed our time together as much as I have. Wishing you an amazing week this week filled with abundant love. This is Lori signing off. Be kind, be love, and be you. This has been Triune Loves Me with Lori Garner. To learn more about Lori's unique journey, visit her blog, Triune Loves Me, at blogspot.com. And be sure to join Lori next time for another episode of Triune Loves Me.